Fuck are you, Spade? <laughs> I can't put my foot down. All it hits is tail. <clears throat> it's not good. Nice. Just not good. <clears throat> hey everybody, welcome to Bite Me Podcast number 277. That's uh that's a big number. Seven is my favorite number. Do you guys have a favorite number? Nine. Nine. Nine's a very good number too. Or nineteen. I, I like any number with seven in it. So seven, seventeen, seventy-seven. All good. How about you, Cole? Do you have a favorite number? Or, or are you almost 40, and so you don't have a favorite number anymore? I don't no? think I ever had a favorite number. No. I live a bland, sad life, Colby. That's what I'm going to say. You want to hear another another fascinating number? Bite Me Podcast is in the top yeah. 5% of all podcasts on the internet, which sounds freaking awesome. Like, we were super excited. We're like, top 5%. And then you realize how many podcasts there are. And uh, it's not... Not as not. I mean, as it's still good. It's oh if yeah. We're the, if we're not the lower ninety-five, it's... damn straight we're not. Uh, uh, apparently, I think all you have to do to not be in that lower ninety-five is actually do podcasts. Yeah, yeah, that is that is definitely part of it. But uh, they're like, I, you know, oh, whatever. they're still going, and they didn't stop at eight, and like three people listen. So yeah, top five percent, top five percent. But either way, you're, I, I don't know something. Something, something in our. I'm gonna heart. put it on uh, job interviews. Absolutely, like. it's already on my LinkedIn, like 100. percent I don't know. Anyway, video games. We're gonna talk about those. Uh, talk about what we've been playing. I actually played two games. I feel very. Go you. I feel very uh, successful in my game playing. Uh, we're gonna talk about some news. Uh, I'm just gonna toss out there that maybe making video games is a bad idea. Um, I don't know how else we get them. Like, you can't plant them or anything, but I just don't, I don't know if... I don't, I'm, I'm beginning to wonder if it's worth it, but... I, I just think all video games should be made like um, Stardew Valley, because that dude can't harass himself. That is true. That I mean, have you ever actually read about the making of uh, Stardew Valley? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say that uh, he can't harass anybody, but I think the unsung hero of uh, Stardew Valley is actually the woman who is like, dude, you want to stay at home all day and make a video game by yourself in our living room? I will work a job and support you. <laughs> um, she's the unsung hero of Stardew Valley. At least I think they're still together. Like, that would be the ultimate insult. Like, he's like, he gets super, super rich and gets a Porsche and drops I'm her. out. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not not saying that he, you know, he didn't. It, it, Stardew Valley was built on the back of somebody else's labor. Uh, we got a very smart way to solve a very stupid problem, which is uh, can only mean we're talking about Nintendo. Uh, Fortnite, like we don't. Talk, I, I don't. When was the last time we talked about Fortnite? I do not remember the last time we talked about Fortnite. But Fortnite turned off building. Um, I, I don't know what that Isn't means. Isn't that kind but, of their thing? Kind of? I, I thought so, but I don't know. We'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about murders and executions, uh, mostly. Uh, the Wii and DS eShops are both down, just out of the blue. Like, no no more of those, so that's uh, probably not great. Um, Epic is donating a lot of money, like a lot of money to the Ukraine. 
Um, and it, this is interesting both because, like, hey, they're donating a lot of money, but also because it tells you how much damn money they're making from Fortnite, which, like I said previously, it's a lot. Uh, and the Steam Deck gets some some new features that I am personally very, very excited about. We got questions. Uh, Vinny's back. We got a question from Vinny. He has been very busy. Uh, and so, you know, I mean... I don't fault him. I've been very busy before, too. So uh, he, he's got a question. We got a question from Joe Coleslaw, uh, Shadow X, Monotone Screaming, and Man Socks. And then we got some cheap free games. Like, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good time, considering we're kind of in the middle of the month. It's not, it's not, it's not a bad loadout of cheap free games. So we'll, we'll talk about those, too. Dylan left. I don't, I don't know what that means. Is that... <laughs> so, Dylan, very... what are you playing? <laughs> yeah. I, I, just a whole bunch of nothing. It, it, his... his, his place in the show notes is blank so we'll just assume dylan played nothing um and he's not here to defend himself in any way so i see a cat can we get it on the mic oh that'd be awesome that'd be super cool wait dylan's coming dylan's got very bright green shoes on very bright he's coming back to the microphone there he is standing there putting on headphones are your shoes bright green dylan Oh yeah! Nice. <laughs> Are they Crocs? Yeah, the bright green Crocs, man. I, I I can't support that, but I I enjoy it nonetheless. Did you Did you play anything, Dylan? No. We were going to ask your cat if it played anything. Um, like cats don't play. Do, do your cats play fetch? I've met cats that play yes. fetch. So you one maybe of them you, plays fetch. So maybe you played fetch with a cat. Probably. Probably. All right. Good enough. Cole, why don't you talk about uh, what you've been playing? I played some more Breath of the Wild. It uh, is still, like I said, good, but none of my complaints have gone away. <laughs> They're still there. How many of those weird seed things do you have? The Quite a bit. seeds. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's like a thousand in the game. So, like, I mean, I probably have, I traded in a bunch. So, I have like 35 right now. But I would say I have less than 100 altogether. So, are you going to find all, I think Dear it's 999. Lord, no. No, yeah, no, no, no I'm not right. gonna do that. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's good, but it's still everything that has bothered me before. It hasn't gotten better. It's still no. there. No, so. nope. absolutely not. Um, I uh, beat Young Souls. Nice. Which is uh, yeah, it's it's a good beat 'em up. I mean, like you know, if you're looking for like a beat 'em up with like like slight RPG kind of things, which is actually kind of nice. Like, yeah. I like beat 'em ups, but adding the like, oh yeah, you can upgrade weapons and stuff like that was it made it a little bit better. Um, how uh, how difficult was that game? Not at all. Oh good, maybe I'll play that. Um, and I'm pretty I'm pretty sure there's like uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Things Think, that help things that you. make it easier. Yes, accessibility settings. Perhaps? Accessibility settings, Excellent. if I recall. Big um, fan. And uh, then my kid finally bugged me enough that I'm playing Bowser's Bowser. Fury. Nice. Um, and remember how I said, like, ah, oh, I wonder if it's it's better because it's, you know, like, it's a new game. They're not porting, essentially, a game from 2013 mm -hmm. onto the Switch. It's, you know, ground up being... Oh, no, it's the same, same thing. Same, oh. same bad controlling, same mm -hmm. problems with 3D. The only thing that's better is that you can move the camera all the way around where you couldn't do that in... Uh, Super Mario 3D World or whatever it's called. Um, 
So that helps a bit, but it's still not great. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think now, I'm going to think that And now maybe... she wants me to buy Mario Maker 2. Yeah, I'm you like... should. You can make levels for her to play. Yeah. Oh, boy. I, uh... I... I mean, can you think that maybe we all just have, like, Nintendo Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> maybe we've just been living with Nintendo long enough that we're like, no, everything they do is great. It's awesome. I don't, I don't know. Everything's perfect. I, I just remember, like, the Nintendo and Super Nintendo fondly, and therefore, yeah. you know. Everything since then has been fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Could be. Could be. Uh, let's see. This week, I played, uh, I actually beat Kentucky Route Zero, which, and that's a game. It's uh, it's so strange. Like I can't even tell you how weird that game is. Um, it's only like I don't know, maybe eight or ten hours. You should really experience that yourself. Um, you start out. I just I, I can't. I, I the probably the best way to explain it is you start out this game trying to make a delivery, uh, an antiques delivery as a guy with a truck, and you you. You play five levels, or essentially five chapters of this, and the third level, or the fourth level, takes in place entirely on a boat, and the fifth level takes in t- place entirely as, with you playing as a cat. Um, I, I don't know how to explain or or grade or even ex- tell you about this game because it's just so flippin' weird. Um, but good, like I enjoyed it. I really, I really had a good time. It's got a really interesting story, although there are kind of some stuff at the end that I felt kind of never got resolved, which is not great. But you just kind of have to let go of that, I guess. Um, but just, just so weird, so weird. Um, go play it. It's on Game Pass, and even if it, you don't have it on Game Pass, it, it's it's a game essentially that came out, you know, started coming out in twenty thirteen and. Uh, you know, they finished it in 2019, I think. So you can get it on sale and stuff all the time. It's 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 worth playing, and it's short enough that that uh, even if you don't like it, you you don't have much to lose, really. But super strange game. Um, great storytelling, though. So if that's your if your thing, you got a lot of reading, a lot of reading. Um, and then, so I feel vindicated. Um, I feel I feel like I don't know, like somebody owes me an apology, but I'm not sure who. Um, we, it's me. It's Colby. We've been talking for months about Tunic coming to Game Pass, right? Like, Tunic's coming to Game Pass. And then, last second, they're like, oh, no, it's not coming. And I'm like, damn it, I've been lying to people for, like, two months. I've been very excited about Tunic. I've talked about it a lot. I'm a big fan of the game. I played the demo. Like, you know, like, it's coming to Game Pass. Um, and then, you know, if you listen to the last episode, I'm like, oh, sorry, shoot, my bad, mea culpa, you know, whatever. And then literally the next day, they did an Xbox Insider, and they're like, ha ha, Tunic's coming to Game Pass. And I'm like, you suck. But at the same time, I was really excited because then I didn't have to buy it. So, I don't I don't know. Like, I'm happy and I'm sad all at the same time. But uh, moral of the story is I've been playing, playing Tunic a bunch. I'm probably eight or ten hours into it. Um, and it's, it's really good. And so I, I will tell you, I'll tell you a couple things about Tunic. Um, it's very, very Zelda-like, um, but and I don't know, I don't know where to start in this game. So, I, okay, so it's a, it's a Zelda game that has also got some very Souls-like, uh, parts of it. Um, you, the combat is difficult, um, 
you have a stamina meter, so it's got that kind of combat where it's like stab, stab, roll away, put up your shield, stab, stab, roll away, put up your shield, you know, as your stamina regens. Um, there's boss fights. The bosses are big and difficult and gnarly. Um, all that being said, it also has God mode, um, which I immediately turned on. And it also has a stamina mode where you don't have stamina. And I immediately turned that on. It also has another mode that takes away the red flashes when you get hit. So as far as I can tell, I've never been hit in this game. I just roll around <laughs> and hit things with a sword just unlimited number of times. And it's great. Um, so, you know, whichever experience but you want, you can, you can play, you can. Did you ever consider how that affects other players <laughs> who play this single player game plus? I didn't because it, I knew the way it affected me. And it was that I actually got to play this video mm -hmm. game. <laughs> um, I played the demo a number of times and, uh, I, I managed to beat the demo, but it took me like a number of tries to beat a demo. And so I, I, I was always very worried as to whether I would actually be able to make any sort of progression in this game. And, and based on the enemies I've been fighting and seeing how they attack and, and how they work, I would never have been able to beat this game. Like, never have been able to beat this game. And so it's very, very nice that I have the option to do so um, in a way that made it very enjoyable for me. Um, the, the, the things I will tell you I love about this game is, it's first of all, it's gorgeous. And you play as an adorable fox. Um, it tells an interesting, I don't want to say story because there's, it's a game with no dialogue and all of the, well, there's no spoken dialogue and all of the written dialogue in the game is in like a made up fake foreign language. So you can't even really read things. Um, the entire way the game kind of presents itself is almost via like, I don't know, Ikea instructions where <laughs> there's a made up language and a bunch of, you know, symbols to tell you how to assemble a dresser. Um... But the the way the game kind of tells you how the, the game world works and how things work is that you find pieces of essentially a manual, um, like a, like an old school NES like you know stapled together you know stapled together manual that you would have gotten in the front of, of your NES cartridge. And you find pages for that, and that gives you like maps, and it tells you what your weapons are, and um, it tells you how to, you know, what you're kind of trying to do because, you know, the quests are very opaque because um, there's no dialogue that's in English. Um, you just have to kind of, you know, glean um, what there is to glean from pictographs and, and kind of, you know, having played video games before. And so, like, to me, that's an upside and a downside. Um, it's like an eight or ten hour game, and I think it's probably, if, if, if they'd given you a little more help if they'd given you quest markers if they'd given you any of that stuff it probably would have been a six hour game um because you spend a lot of time just wandering around going like where do i go next so um i've read a lot of people online say that they really like that and they think that the exploration and the kind of being lost and the figuring things out is what really really makes this game special and i said i'm just going to pull up this ign walkthrough here and uh it can tell me where to go next so you know i'm not using it all the time but i've spent a lot of my game just lost and a lot of that is because like well not like, I think that, tell me if I'm wrong, Cole, because you've played more Zelda than I do. I think Zelda is known for having a lot of secret areas that give you access to treasure chests and interesting things. But I don't necessarily remember um, 
Zelda requiring you to find hidden ways through things in order to get to like the next area you need to go to. Is that is that incorrect? Usually at least usually with Zelda to get to the next area you had to find like uh, something to do it. Um, yeah, so know, like you'd you get a bomb that shot, would let you. You needed the yeah. bomb. You needed the thing. That was generally how they did it. It was they had hidden areas, but it wasn't usually like you found the next area that was hidden. Yeah, and and that to me, like this does do that. There are things that you like. You get a like a like a grapple kind of thing that that enables you to get into a part of the game about 75% of the way through. But it's not like you need bombs to start blowing up broken parts of ruins in order to, you know, get into a cave. Um, but there's a lot of, like, oh, hey, you need to go down this weird, like, side path that you can't really see because it's all isometric, and that's where the entrance to the next area is. Um, which I'm, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I've, like I said, I've, I've mostly just spent a lot of time that game lost, um, and a lot of t- part of that game walking past things, even with a hint guide. Um, like I actually really thought, um, I was almost done with the game today because the IGN hint guide, they, they apparently haven't finished it yet. <laughs> I'm like, sweet, I'm almost done. There's nothing after this. And there's like two sections after this, but whatever. Um, and like, even with the hint guide, I got lost trying to get back after I beat the, one of the, the last bosses because, I just, I walked past something I should have seen and didn't. Um, And so I spent just a huge amount of time wandering around. So, like, the plus side is I think if you don't mind the combat or you don't mind turning on God mode, it's a really cute game that that people are just absolutely adoring. Um, It's fun, but it's also a little bit frustrating. Even even with all the things they've done to make it less frustrating, it's still pretty frustrating. Um, but I, I really have enjoyed it a lot. So I, I don't I don't know. It's it's just kind of one of those games that I think that people are. What I would recommend is play it, but play it in a way that makes it easiest for you. Like if that is like full on souls like you know rolling and dodging and poking and so on and so forth and you know, not using a hint guide and just, you know, using the environment to figure out where you need to go, so on and so forth. If that's your jam, like, cool. If it's not, like, just throw on God mode and grab a hint guide and play through it. Because it's it's really worth it. It's a lot of fun. Um, really interesting. Like I said, it's a it's an interesting story all told in just, like, what your actions are. There's no, no dialogue. So it, it tells stories in an interesting way. Um, but, but, you know, it's good. I, sh- I should have it beaten. Probably tomorrow, I would guess. I was I'd hoping to beat it today, but we'll uh, probably probably tomorrow. So, uh, let's see. Patreon. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons. You you know who you are, um, but we're gonna say some of your names in case you don't know who you are. They're like, man, what's this ten bucks I keep losing every month? What's that for? And they're like, oh, it's Bite Me Podcast. They reminded me of it. Uh, you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash bite me podcast and joining at the one, three, seven, or ten dollar level. If you join at the ten dollar level, I would be saying your name right now. Let, let's say like a week ago you joined. Uh, I would be saying your name right now, but you haven't yet, so I'm not. You know how it goes. Anyway, shout out to John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., uh, Anonymous, maybe Senior Anonymous today? I guess it could be a Senorita Anonymous. I don't know. Uh, and a Rich Deacon, thank you for supporting this podcast. Again, you can go to Bite Me Podcast slash Patreon or Patreon slash Bite Me Podcast and uh, do that little dance. Uh, Dylan, would you like to, to help out here, sir? News. 
all the news is fit to news. Um, so we've, we've been talking a lot lately about just terrible places to work. Um, but they've mostly been big companies. It's the, the Activisions, the Blizzards, the apparently the Sonys, um, the Ubisofts, the... Uh, who's it that makes League of Legends? Um, Riot. Riot, thank you. You know, it's, it's big companies that suck. Um, and like this week, a couple people wrote articles on how, how working for indie developers also sucks. Uh, the folks who develop Ori, uh, Moon Studios, apparently suck. Uh, it's run by two guys who apparently just make everything about working there worse. Uh, constantly arguing, tons of crunch, uh, just a, a, apparently a steady stream of racist, sex, sexist, and anti-Semitic banter. Um, which sounds just, just <laughs> I fantastic. enjoy the word banter in that. In anti-Semitic like, banter. Yeah. It just makes it sound like, so like, I don't know, everyone's just sitting around shooting the shit and, you know, occasionally being anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah you know, you know. Uh, apparently it is so bad that, uh, the reason the next game, so these are the folks that made Ori in the Blind Forest and, uh, Ori of the Will of the Wisp. Apparently it was so bad. The reason that Microsoft is not publishing their next game is because the behavior at the studio was so bad. So, so like, that's, that's how bad it is. Microsoft's like, mm, we'll pass. Now keep in mind, these are the people that are buying Activision. <laughs> like that's. That's another story. Uh, in other news, I, I think we've already talked about uh, how terrible uh, Fulbright is. That That's not new news, but it, it was reinvestigated. And apparently people at Fulbright uh, are, are are upset, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, the folks that make uh, Florence, which is another indie game, Mountains, apparently was also bad. Uh, and Phenomena, who made... Um, Oh, what is the name of that game? It was the very first VR game I ever played, and I loved it. Um, shoot, Austin Winter, he did the soundtrack, Cole. You'll be shocked to find out. <gasps> I cannot remember the name of it. You play as a little teeny bird. Yeah, I played it at PAX, and it was just phenomenal. Uh, apparently, also all sucks. So uh, the uh, Phenomena uh, person said, please watch this video. Uh, the folks at... Um, uh, people make games. Actually, did a, a deep dive into all three of these developers: uh, Fulbright, Mountains, and Funamina. And uh, the people at Funamina, apparently, this this person worked there and said, in particular, watch from minute twenty three, where my so called colleague Robin Hunnicky is indicted as a toxic abuser. I can now say publicly, without equiv equivocation, that this is the same abuse affected. The same abuse affected me and many others at UCSC for years. Uh, in addition to. Uh, working at Funamina, she was also a professor of video games, I believe, at US uh, UCSC. Um, this one kind of sucks because I've actually met her, um, and she seemed so nice. She's like a great Twitter follow. Uh, seemed really into video games and and just like cool stuff. And and apparently she is uh, not great. Um, but interestingly enough, one of the things that has all these uh, kind of have in common is they were all games published by Annapurna Interactive. Um, and, and not necessarily that is a, I mean, it ties them together, but Annapurna as a publisher, um, doesn't necessarily control what goes on at a studio. They just control the video game they're publishing. But the people at Fulbright were like, you know, Hey, we, we talked to them and said, Hey, all this stuff going on at Fulbright is terrible. 
Um, and they apparently, you know, told told them and had expected that they were going to make an announcement about Steve Gaynor being a not nice person. And they didn't. They sat on it. They sat on it, sat on it. And finally, uh, Fulbright announced it themselves um, because they were afraid that Steve Gaynor was going to quit and go work somewhere else um, and take like that that toxic studio with him. So uh, I guess the good news is, is it's it's not just the big guys that suck. It's everyone. So um, it's all horrible. I, I think the 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 further I get into it, maybe it's maybe it's just all companies suck. Is that the is that the story? So we should all no, just. No, I think everybody, everybody, just sucks. everybody sucks. Yeah. Do you think I suck, Dylan? No, but <laughs> I mean, I suck. You're a not everybody. Bit. Just a little bit. Just like I can suck a little bit. That's fine. I, I don't. That's that's not hurtful. Um, Colby sucks a lot, like yeah. super a lot. Uh, yeah, I don't or does know. He just super suck. Yeah, I like that better. I just don't know. I mean, specifically to video games or specifically to anything. I don't know how you make all this stuff suck less. Um, but man, it it's not good. Maybe unions. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe that just makes it suck and you get paid more. I, I'm not sure. Uh, okay, so. We talked. I think we talked a little bit about this last week. Um, that that constant, that constant problem that that exists where you you have to choose whether you want to listen to m- the game audio and music while playing on your Switch via Bluetooth, or talk to your friends uh, on your Switch. And I guess that like you know, there's probably you, you can get that Squid adapter. I guess um, that. That makes that work. Um, the new solution is actually a uh, product called uh, it's 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 a Genki, I think G E N K I. Would you pronounce that Genki? Genki, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, their new thing is called a Waveform. It's currently on Kickstarter, and it is a Bluetooth headphone that can actually connect to two devices at once. <laughs> so you can connect to your phone, you can connect to your Switch. And everybody wins, I guess. <laughs> so if, if you're looking for a really expensive solution to your Switch problem, $200 will, will net you the ability to listen to your friends and listen to music at the same time. Sweet. <laughs> it's really quite a deal when you consider that's only the cost of a, a Switch Lite, right? So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a fine idea, but God, is it stupid. Um, but uh, apparently it has ultra low latency, which is really important when you're talking about Bluetooth. It has uh, adaptive noise cancellation, which is important when you're talking about being in noisy places. And uh, about 30 hours of life on a charge, so not bad, but it's a lot of money to spend so you can use your Switch. <laughs> anyway, uh, Fortnite. Have you, have you guys played Fortnite in like the last... Three no. years? Four years? No. I, you, sometimes I kind of forget that Fortnite even exists. Yeah. Yeah. Have you played it recently, Dylan? Dylan's dead. No, not no. recently, no. Have you played Save the World recently? No. No, that's all right. Um, so, I mean, I would say one of the reasons I never really got into Fortnite is because I really... Never got into building stuff um, from both the standpoint of I didn't like it and I was really bad at it. 
Um, and I, I never quite understood the concept of shooting at a guy who could just build a wall and then build a box and then build a box on top of that wall and then shoot me from it. Um, there's something kind of kind of weird about that. But apparently in the latest update, they've turned off building in the default mode. So if you're just going in and playing vanilla Fortnite, you're just shooting each other. Um, and Doctor Strange is there because, oh. you know, of course he is. Um, I, I am... I'm very intrigued as to why why they would do that. I mean, isn't that the thing that differentiates Fortnite from yeah. literally everything else? Otherwise, it's just... PUBG with cartoony graphics? Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't think isn't a bad thing necessarily. No, absolutely not. Um, I, like, I'm not going to go play it. It always seemed weird. Like, it's kind of a weird mashup right. kind of game. Um, but, like, is that why it was kind of cool? Maybe. I don't know. Bark, 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 bark. Yeah, I, uh, I, to me, it's one of those things. Hey. To me, it's one of those things that it's what differentiated it, but it also was the reason I never played it. Right. Um, you know, it, it didn't, I, but at the same time, like I can't say that I'm like, Oh sweet. There's no building in Fortnite anymore. I can't wait to get back in. Like it's maybe it's just not my game. I don't know. Are you going to No. No. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, it's one of those things that I find absolutely fascinating because, because it's just weird. Um, it's super weird. Um, and it seems like such a core part of their game that, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see how it goes and if it, maybe it's something that gets made permanent. Because there, there are kind of rumors that it might be something they, they keep around. So we will we will see. Uh, speaking of Fortnite, I'm actually going to I'm gonna skip around here a little bit because we're, we're talking about Fortnite. Um, Epic Games and Xbox um, are donating all the pro- proceeds that Fortnite makes. Um, between, oh, I don't know, two dates, uh, March 20th and April 3rd. So we're kind of just, just getting started on that. Um, so all the money that Fortnite makes from microtransactions will be going to, uh, UNICEF and, uh, let's see, direct relief and the... Uh, United Nations Children's Fund, which is UNICEF, United Nations World Food Program, and uh, the United Nations Refugee Agency. So uh, this is all going directly to them. And they actually are saying that they're not like waiting for those donations to clear. Like they're actually just, hey, we got $36 million in donations. They're taking that out of their bank account, which must be very large, and uh, donating that directly kind of as it comes in. Um, but it's crazy. Uh, like two days in, they already donated $36 million to those agencies. Um, which is not only uh, that that's after one day. So that was yesterday. They've already donated $36 million. Um, and that's a, I can't believe that Fortnite makes that much money. <laughs> like that is that's so crazy. much money. <laughs> and still. <laughs> right. Oh. It's, it's been, it, and I think that's actually a really good point, Dylan. It still makes that much money. Cause it's like, it hasn't just started making that money. It's like been making that know. much money for two or three years? Yeah. It's crazy. 
crazy. Uh, pretty big deal, though. Um, I do think it's kind of weird that, that Sony like didn't jump on that bag, bandwagon. Xbox said, hey, you know, all the money that comes through our stores, we will donate as well. Um, you know, so so it's everything that comes through the Microsoft store and everything that comes through the uh, the Epic store directly. But but PlayStation, I guess, is just like, I don't, I don't know. We kind of like our 30% cut of that, <laughs> that $36 million. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, good good guy Epic, good guy Microsoft, because I think those are probably some places that could probably use a little bit of a little bit of money at this point in the game. Uh, we're gonna have a little more to talk about that later as well. Uh, let's see. Speaking of Sony, Sony. So Jade Raymond um, is someone who I find absolutely fascinating because she's responsible for like the first handful of um, um, Uncharted games, I believe. But, like, really hasn't done much since then. And it's not her fault. Um, she she <laughs> chose to head up Stadia, which was probably kind of a non-starter. <laughs> um, Whoops. <laughs> yeah, you know. And then I think she, she went after that, she went on to uh, do one of the, or maybe before Stadia, she was on one of the EA um, uh, Star Wars games that got canceled. <laughs> so, like, she's had a, had a string of bad luck. But she started a, a new game studio called Haven uh, that was going to be a AAA studio making games for Sony. And instead of them just making games for Sony, Sony bought them. So that's that's our, our first acquisition of this month. Uh, Sony, well, not, not this month, but this podcast, I think, is how it works. Uh, Sony has purchased their entire 60-person studio to be an internal game studio, so they will uh, be making games just for PlayStation. And in uh, kind of related news, I guess, Tencent, which is a a company that I don't think we think a lot about, but, man, they own a piece of everything. Everything. Like, (laughs) everything. I mean, they own chunks of Epic. They own all, I believe, of Riot. Um, they own chunks of um, Activision and Blizzard and EA and a ton of studios. Uh, they own, I mean, they they essentially own all the IP for PUBG, um, all that stuff. Uh, just bought Tequila Works, the company that made Rhyme, um, which is a super good game. Uh, they also make the Sexy Brutale. Um, I believe they also made the um, Groundhog's Day VR game, um, which is probably not... Not really what you want to be known for, but that, that's okay. So uh, they will become a uh, 100% owned by Tencent now. So I don't know. They've they've made some good games. So hopefully, hopefully that gives them the uh, the money they need uh, to make other cool things. Yeah, I, f- I forgot that uh, Tencent just bought Turtle Rock, who makes Back for Blood, and uh, Sumo Digital. Like they got they got a lot of stuff going on. So. Uh, let's see. As of yesterday, anyway, uh, both the Wii and DS uh, digital shops just gone. So, have you downloaded all your Wii games that you needed, Call? All of them. Got your Wii set up, got Wii Sports. Yep. yep. I don't know what I played on the Wii besides Wii Sports. It's Wii Tacular. Wii Tacular. <laughs> uh, kind of a bummer, though, because you uh, they're just gone. So even if you have games you owned, you cannot download those anymore. It's not like you can't go buy new things. You haven't been able to buy new things on those platforms for a while. But uh, if there's stuff that you own that you want to download, you no longer can. So there's no, uh, no indication so far either that's going to be permanent or if it's just temporary or if it's... Uh, 
a mistake, like someone tripped and unplugged a server or something. I'm like, it happens. It absolutely happens. But uh, kind of a kind of a bummer. No warning either. Just just disappeared. Uh, lastly, in news, uh, in a, I don't know. Like, I think maybe strange bedfellows is kind of the the word of the day in video games lately. Like, it's it's interesting to see. Companies uh, that really are relatively competitive, uh, kind of helping each other out, and that's the case of uh, Valve bringing the Edge browser, uh, Microsoft's web browser, to the Steam Deck, which seems like a weird thing. Like I, I don't, I don't know why anyone would get excited about having Edge on the Steam Deck, but what that means is that that also means that Game Pass uh, X Cloud, I'm sorry, X Cloud, my woo 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 woo. Microsoft yeah, Xbox woo, woo, woo. Game Cloud is uh, will be available on the uh, the Steam Deck, which is cool because then you can stream your video games to uh, your Steam Deck, which is something that I'm actually very excited about. I've been I've been doing a lot, like a lot, a lot of gaming to my cell phone um, with a controller kind of attached to it via one of those wonky like little little claw things that grabs your controller and holds your phone. It is not. Not a tremendous experience, and a phone screen is actually uh, probably a little bit small for gaming. Um, not not like a lot bit small, but I could use an extra inch, inch and a half of, of screen space. And I've got a big phone. I have an iPhone 12 big one, so like it's not, not a small phone. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to be able to play some Game Pass games on my Steam Deck when I get it, hopefully. Q two Q two is like like next month, right? So I could, I could be getting one any day now. So I'm I'm excited. Uh, Dylan, do you want to introduce our always present master of questions? Hey, yo, Vinny, it's been a while. It's been way too long, way too long, Vinny. Welcome back. He says he's uh, apparently. Like doing your last quarter of your master's degree and working is just I don't want hard. your excuses. Right? That's, that's all I heard. Um, no, I get it, man. That's that's rough. Um, he's probably going to a harder school than I did, too. My school is pretty easy. And it still took up way, 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 way too much of my time. But Vinny has a question. He says, what video game franchise that is not Mario do you think would best transition into an amusement park? So you, we're going to do one family-friendly amusement park. We can't choose Mario because they've already got one. Um, and one that is aimed more at adults, you know, an, an adult-only amusement park. Um, what, what, what do you guys think? What kind of, what, kind of, uh, what kind of video games would you like to go to an amusement park themed around? I'd say dinosaurs, but... Oh... That's Jurassic really, Park. Know. Has that ever been done? Right. <laughs> I think Jurassic Park's a bad idea. What about Turok? Is, is Turok a yeah. better idea? Probably worse. <laughs> <laughs> I I would love to see like a really cool Let's say Halo, but it doesn't have to be Halo. Um, any any shooter with a good story it could be Destiny. Could be could be any. Well, Destiny doesn't really work. Um, say maybe story. it does. Um, Do I have to find like little leaflets that tell me it? Yes. <laughs> um, do you remember back in the day? Like, I, well, I, I think it still exists. I want a cool 
like laser tag amusement park that is like really detailed themed, like where you, where you, uh, you know, it's got like a big outdoor area where you're doing cool. I don't, I don't know if laser tag probably doesn't work outside. Does it like, I don't, I've only ever seen them indoors. So maybe there's a, maybe there's a reason, but whatever, we're building a giant amusement park. Like technology doesn't matter, but like a really cool themed, like with all sorts of cool structures and like bases and stuff where we, or maybe, maybe this is what about instead I'm changing my mind rapidly, but what if we do counter-strike, but in real life? Like we're playing, we're playing, uh, or or Team Fortress, either one, uh, but with <coughs> laser tag and probably without the flamethrower guy. I don't think you should add a pyro to this mix. Oh, I think that's a bad I, idea. I'm kind of, I think that I'm almost thinking that, towards like I never really thought about having like a super big like paintball amusement park, right? Where you could like go play paintball, but like in any video game franchise. Yeah, maybe. yeah. So you could have like Call of Duty paintball, and then you could have halo paintball or you could have so you could like jump into those individual worlds wouldn't that be cool and like have it really themed Um, right so it's more just about yeah just kind of you have the theming of the amusement park but at the end of the day you're just paintballing yeah like because i think a lot of paintballs places um do a very good job of just being like cool and outdoors and having some stuff but if, if you had like disney money to like get that level of theming where right. you're building up really cool like bases and rather than you know. just being in the woods yeah yeah you know inflatable obstacles right like those are you know where they're actually options. building um you know they're moving earth around to build you know choke points and bridges and hazards and it just seems very unsafe but it sounds very fun like it could be good um, is that the adult one or the family friendly one? That's probably that's probably for adults. We probably should not let kids run around and get shot in the face with paintballs. I mean, I did it when I was. A kid. <laughs> I'd like to shoot a kid. There's there's a there's finish a, that sentence. There is a <laughs> a non-zero number of kids I would like to shoot in the face with a paintball gun. Let's just say that uh, my kid's not one of them. Oddly enough, he's he's pretty all right. Uh, so so what's our adult only video game then? I think we decided that was the adult Okay, what's one. our kid-friendly one, then? I, how I about... I have to go with something like like Sonic or something. <laughs> you just run really a, fast. I mean, <laughs> see, I kind of well, like the idea of having like an overcooked amusement park. Oh, Obviously, ignoring the food waste. Yeah. But like you just get thrown into a kitchen and like have to like serve people... Like it doesn't. It's not really plausible, but I really actually I like that idea are, a lot. Though, are these like themed? Yeah, I could. I mean, could, I think that that idea, like you know, be it overcooked or just be it via that kind of idea of or how about that like style moving out. of game? Yeah, moving, moving out, out where it's like you just have to go move. Like you have to pretend move with your family. It's kind of like an escape room. Yeah, but it's just like you have to go that do like monotonous miserable. tasks. I but like, I actually. I think that that like that spin of, of an escape room where you're actually just doing one of those things that are difficult because of it's how like it team works. Team building, yeah, right. yeah. I like can... make random IKEA furniture with your family in this room, Ooh, but with like sounds... theming, right? Yeah. Like that's a really interesting idea, Dylan. Actually, like I could actually see that working, where you know you you have those different like frantic activities that you have to get done with with all the challenges. Like that's that's actually a really good idea. We should patent that. That's a good good yeah. call. Colby looks horrified. He doesn't want to do that with his family. 
dear lord, I don't want to do that with anyone. <laughs> I've moved you like 13 times. Like, I, I'm not like, oh, sweet, more moving in an amusement park. <laughs> you'll do it. If someone called me up it. and said, hey, you want to go to the moving amusement park? I'd be like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's an interesting idea, Dylan. I, I like it a lot. Uh, Joe Coleslaw says, uh, first of all, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Oh, I love Not much. Bars. I don't I think they're okay, but mm. there's other ice cream bars I'd much rather really no, do things for. I do like Klondike bars a lot. I just like ice cream. I'm not I'm not really picky. Like you can't Klondike. go wrong with just some vanilla ice cream with chocolate. Yeah, yeah, I like a Klondike bar. I can get behind that. Um, I don't know what I would do for one. I'd probably just I'd buy one. I'd go to the store and get yeah. one. Yeah, that's all right. Which I do. Yeah, same. Not same regularly, but yeah. Uh, you know, I thought Joe actually had a question. Uh, <laughs> oh no, that he was did. the question. He said he would do. Uh, he would do even more to play Elden Ring. He would do more to play Elden Ring than he would for a Klondike Bar. What's What's your favorite kind of uh, like uh, frozen novelty treat, Dylan? Like, if you're going to the grocery store, what are you getting? I I, I definitely like ice cream a lot. So yeah. I mean, just ice cream, big yeah, vat of ice cream. Um, I I definitely I think I kind of go through phases where sometimes I like just having like a Klondike bar, yeah. or sometimes I want cookie dough ice cream. I really like cookie dough ice cream. It's a good choice. Good or choice. Like I know Ben and Jerry's has a bunch of like there's a couple flavors that are just like really good. Agreed. Or it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to pick. It's one. tough. They're all good. All are good choices. What about you, Cole? What's your favorite favorite favorite? Frozen ice cream type dessert that you'd buy at a grocery store, like novelty ones. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, Got to go with Choco Tacos or the Snickers. Oh, I do. Oh. I used to love Choco Tacos. They used to sell those Snickers ones at uh, Dylan's. I maybe they still do. I don't know. Or, when when I worked with Dylan, they sold the the, the frozen Snicker ice cream bars or the Toll House cookies with <sighs> the ice cream. In the I love cookie ice cream sandwiches, like a lot. Like oh, a yeah. lot, a lot. Uh, I, I like uh, like ones with like toffee, uh, mm-hmm. like chocolate stuff on the outside, and I like the 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 like good humor like strawberry ones. The ones that have that kind of oh like, yeah, the strawberry shortcake. Yeah, those are real good. Like. And I I really like. Have you guys ever had the Magnum? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, those are Triple very good. But I I, so good. I find them kind of uncomfortable. I don't I don't necessarily want my ice cream to be the same. I, I don't want my favorite brand of ice cream to also be my favorite brand of condoms. You know, right. um, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of a weird. It's a weird flex. Yeah, it's it's definitely, definitely weird. Um, I just like ice cream, though. To be honest, I'm not picky, really. Uh, Shadow X wants to know: uh, Should there be a stigma? I love this. <laughs> should we create a stigma, people, uh, around gamers spending money on free-to-play games, uh, specifically mobile devices, but maybe consoles? Uh, he said people often make fun of him or others for spending money on or even playing free games like Raid Shadow Legends. How do we stop the poison from getting into the well? Um, so should we create a stigma? Yeah. Like, <laughs> raise your hand if you want to create a stigma. <laughs> I don't care what people spend their money on. Yeah, I really don't either. I think it's so... I think it's real dumb. I think it's real dumb. Like the only, the only, only, only problem I have with monetization of mobile games is that I think some of it is, and not all of it, um, but some of it is extremely predatory. But like outside of that, like who cares? 
And if um, the game's good. Right. Or and people are enjoying it. Because right? I definitely play like some mobile games that are just like awful. Yeah. And it's like and it would confuse me to see someone that actually enjoys playing it. But that's also just I mean, at the end of the day, that's my opinion. Yeah. Um, I have a even though it's probably correct, but I have a relative who has spent quite a bit of money on Clash of Clans, um, like multiple hundreds of dollars. And like that is absolutely not me. But he's got the money. Like, go for right. it, man. Like, have fun. Like, if that's your jam, like, go for it. Um, I'm not familiar with Raid Shadow Legends. You guys ever heard of that? That's the one that has, like, all the commercials. Like, Jeff Goldblum has a commercial. And, um, I mean, they're all over the place. Like, huh. I'm yeah, surprised sounds- you don't. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know really, like how it plays but i know that it has a lot of commercials you know that jeff goldblum got um, paid right um yeah I don't, I don't see a lot of commercials in my day-to-day but yeah. yeah no that's dumb like play mobile games like pay for mobile games it's like i honestly just really don't like playing mobile games very much absolutely Same. i can play it for a little while like and they're fun but for some reason just the i don't know the ergonomics of playing it like I just get tired pretty quickly of yeah. the form factor, I guess. I resubscribed to Apple Arcade um, and like downloaded a bunch of games and played them for like a minute and a half. And then was like, ah, this is just better if I hook an Xbox controller up to this and play Xbox games. It's not my thing. That's all right. Uh, Monotone Screaming wants to know, do you think there are some games that might be better suited? Let's see, I, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out how the right way to read this. Are there some games that are better suited to be turned into a movie? So like, uh, like a type of game that might be better suited to be turned into a movie, I guess. Um, or do you think they should be like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie where uh, they you know, have a character essentially, but the, the storyline is not related to the game itself? Probably the second one. Absolutely yeah. the second one. <laughs> I think Detective Pikachu is a good example of that. Yep, absolutely. Where agreed. they kind of just took... I mean, even though that Pokemon does have a clear storyline, that like the anime follows, right? But the fact that they made a, like, a live-action movie and kind of just was completely inspired by that world and kind of did its own thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Um, what do you guys think about the uh, the reports that the folks making? First of all, there's a Halo video game TV series coming out on Paramount Plus, which I think is real weird. Um, but I guess also, like in related news, if you have uh, Game Pass, you can get a month of Paramount Plus for free right now uh, through the 26th, I think. So I guess if you want to like try that for a month and then cancel it, you can get it for free. Um, but apparently the, a lot of them are like, oh yeah, we've never really played the video game. Do you think that's weird? Like if you're going to make one, do you think you can be like at least familiar enough with it to like maybe mess around with it a little bit? Probably. I kind of go either way. Cause sometimes have... like maybe sometimes it's nice not to be the whole have preconceptions about yeah. it and not be precious with it. But at the same time, I think that's a really easy way to just. <laughs> irritate a fan up. base that likes something and they're like and then they go watch and they're like what yeah. like this is but because it just becomes in name only yeah right yeah. like it's called halo but it has a guy in a green it, suit it, that's it yeah. right but i will say also like that's what you know like uh, uh consultants are for true very true very true yeah i uh 
I had forgotten that Halo, the TV show, was even a thing. And then I saw, I went and saw a movie in the theater last week. And they're like, hey, this is coming to Paramount Plus. I'm like, what's Paramount Plus? Um, anyway, uh, final question from Mansox. Uh, he says, what is your one more turn game? You know the ones. One more turn and then it's 3 a.m. Do you guys have a, a one more turn? Civ. Yeah. If your answer isn't Civ, your, your answer's yeah, wrong. You're doing it wrong, yeah. Never played Civ. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start now. I, I've i told this story, I think, on this podcast at least two or three times, but I guess maybe new people listen. Uh, when I went, before I moved to Washington to work there, I uh, went out a couple times on business for meetings. And uh, the first night I was there, I'm like, I don't, I'm at a hotel room by myself and I don't have anything to do. So I'm at a place of civilization. And I stayed up until like 2 a.m. playing Civ. And then I had to wake up at 7 to go to like an eight hour meeting the next day. And it was terrible. And I was very, very tired all day and drank a bunch of energy drinks and probably did not make a great first impression to a lot of people. And uh, went back to the hotel room, and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do that again because that was stupid. But I could probably play Civ for an hour or so. Like, that'd be fine. And then I played until 2 o'clock in the morning again. (laughs) And I was super tired, and it was dumb, and people thought I was probably even dumber than I actually am in real life. And that game is not safe. Don't play Civilization, man. It's like a 10 out of 10, don't play this game. Right. Game. I get back into it every once in a while thinking like, I can just I can just casually play this. And then I'm like, my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. Uh, just casual just math. Casual it's math. Fine. It's just fine. Like just, just a little, little bit of heroin. It's fine. What, do you, you, have a, you have a game that's like that for you, Cole? It's not Civ? Not, not really. I don't really play a ton of games like that. And so... My, you know, one more turn is more like, oh, I'll just play for like an hour yeah, yeah. and kind yeah. of thing. But I don't have like that, like, it will end here. Yeah. Warcraft was that game for me, too. Yeah. The like, oh, I'm just going to turn this quest. quest. And I'll just do yeah, just, yeah, this yeah. one sounds fast. I'll just do it real fast. Well, I can't do this quest without turning it in. I'll just go turn that one in. Oh, he's got another right. short quest for me. And all of a sudden it's six hours later. So I think only a few games really fit into that category because yeah. it has to have a loop that can be exchanged at a relatively reasonable rate, yep. right? Because yep. if you're playing like, I don't know, when I play The Witcher, it's not cool. It doesn't feel the same as when you play World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, because a lot of World of Warcraft is, oh, if I go turn in the quest there, oh, I'm a little bit closer and I can go turn in that quest. Uh-huh. And, like, it really you have to have know, a, it feeds you- it to you, like... You've got to have a bunch of short quests that can all be done in like a half hour, you know? Yeah. Um, Rocket League had that kind of, that same loop too, where like, oh, shoot, we lost. We're just going to play one more game yeah, and get a win. Because it's a five minute game. <laughs> right. We got to get a win before we leave. Yep. Like, yeah, there, I mean, yeah, there are some multiplayer games are definitely like yeah. that when they have shorter rounds. But like when you play Rainbow Six Siege, it's like, that game's 45 minutes yeah. an hour or yep. league of legends is kind of the same way. You can say one more game, but <laughs> it doesn't commitment. suck you in the same because you're already are up late anyway. Cause you just played three games and it yep. took two and a half hours. Like, yep. um, I hear you. I hear you. It's dangerous. Don't play civilization people. That's what I'm saying. It's more dangerous than, or do it or do it. It was on sale. Like maybe you picked it up. Maybe you want to try it. Just, just try it. See how it's like. Uh, all right. Cheap free games. We got a bunch of them. Um, 
from Epic this week is Demon's Tilt, which is a... The, the description is all uppercase. Turbocharged pinball returns. Um, which I guess is good. Now with bigger sprites, more baddies, more secrets, and more bullets. Uh, Demon's Tilt pushes the limits of the video game pinball genre. Which I like how they say that. Like, that it's a huge genre. Like, it's like, you know... Uh, Action platformers and video pinball. Uh, anyway, it's got shmup and hack and slash elements. I don't know. It looks. It looks. It's pretty fun. Pretty cool, actually. <laughs> I played it. It was on Game Pass for a bit. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, let's see. Speaking of the Game Pass, uh, Tunic came out on the sixteenth. I just wanted to bring that up oh. again. Uh, as well, on the sixteenth, another kind of stealth drop was a game called Paradise Killer, which apparently people are kind of excited about. It's a. Uh, yeah. Rogue human civilization hoping to resurrect dead alien gods. That seems dangerous. I do not think you should try and resurrect dead alien gods, I'll be honest. A murder behind locked doors. Paradise is an island that regenerates every few millennia. The psychic power that the alien worshippers within release into the universe is meant to feed and eventually resurrect their fallen deities. But this force also attracts undesired interest from demons. See, that's what I'm saying. You don't try and raise alien gods because that's how you get demons. Uh, they eventually corrupt each island until a new alternate reality is birthed by the council. It's, uh, that had a lot of buzz, so check that out. Uh, coming up March 22nd, which is today, you can get Kraken Academy on cloud console and PC, uh, make friends, free spirits, and make sure that the world doesn't end. That's always a, that's a good, I think that's a good thing to do. Uh, also today, Tainted Grail Conquest is coming to console March 22nd. Da, da. I know, right? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, explore the ever-changing maps, fight with deadly enemies, and learn what happened to the cursed island of Avalon in this unique, infinitely replayable, story-driven hybrid between a deck-building roguelike and RPG game. I'm out. Uh, Zero Escape, the Nonary Games, comes out today as well. Cloud, console, and PC. A group of strangers are kidnapped and forced to participate in a diabolical game of death. Who can be trusted? Tensions rise as the situation becomes increasingly dire. Can you find your way out of the Nonary Games? Uh, Norse comes out March 22nd. Uh, it is a southern gothic point-and-click narrative adventure, which sounds all right. Your brother Blake has gone missing in the aftermath of your mother's death. In the hopes of finding him, you must follow a fugitive security android through the refinery, strip malls, and drainage ditches of suburban New Orleans. Uh, March 24th, F1 2021 comes out as well. That's a racing game. Gotta have Game Pass Ultimate for that. Uh, Crusader Kings 3 comes out on the Xbox uh, on March 29th. That is uh, that kind of giant strategy game from Paradox. And then March 31st, Weird West comes to Cloud Console on PC. I'm very excited about that. It is a dark fantasy reimagining of the Wild West where lawmen and gunslingers share the front line with fantastical creatures, each playing with their own set of rules and their own peculiar motives. That might be one of the better uh, blurbs about a game. Right? Yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm excited about Weird West. That comes out in like nine days, so I just got to find something to fill my time between, you know, Beaten Tunic tomorrow and Weird West on the, the, the 31st. I might try, I might try uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Give that a, 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 a try. I think it's only like nine or ten hours. Uh, leaving Game Pass on, uh, I believe, the 31st of this month. Uh, Madden NFL 20, which is not a big loss because Madden NFL 2022 was just added to Game Pass, so nothing nothing big there. Uh, Narita Boy, which Colby really liked. Um, maybe I should play that before it leaves. We'll see. Uh, Real good. And Shadow Warrior 2, which I did not know was on Game Pass, is leaving on the 31st. Uh, let's see. We talked a little bit earlier about the folks at Epic 
and Microsoft giving some money to the Ukraine. And uh, Humble is getting in on that as well. Uh, 100% of the Stand with Ukraine bundle is being donated to uh, humanitarian relief efforts in the Ukraine. Um, so that is RAZOM, R-A-Z-O-M, for Ukraine International Rescue Committee, the International Medical Corps, and Direct Relief. Uh, so far, they have raised $13.4 million. And... I want to, like, this is not to, to knock Humble at all, because, like, what they're doing is great. $13.4 million is really impressive. Um, but the Itch.io bundle sold for a quarter of what this is selling for and raised half that amount of money selling weird indie games <laughs> off of uh, Itch.io. Uh, but this bundle is great. It's $40. Um, tons, I mean, just a huge amount of great games. Comes with Satisfactory, Back for Blood. It's 123. It's not 123 games. It's, like, 123 things. Um, a lot of them are games. Uh, Satisfactory, Back for Blood, Metro Exodus, the Spyro Trilogy, Remastered, uh, Max Payne 3, Sunset Overdrive, This War of Mine, Fable Anniversary, Quantum Break, uh, Slay the Spire, The Long Dark, Ring of Pain, Endless Space, Kerbal Space Program, Starbound, uh, Skullgirls, Second Encore, Wandersong, Superland, uh, all the Amnesia games, Rebirth, Dark Descent, and a Machine for Pigs, uh, Monaco, uh, Drawful 2, which is really fun. Uh, Super Hot. Uh, Dear Esther Landmark Edition. That includes the file you can edit so you can walk faster, which is very important if you're playing that game. Uh, Broken Age Pico Nico, which is probably one of my favorite games I played last uh, year before last, maybe. Um, Lust from Beyond M Edition. So that's uh, like a weird game. Uh, what else you got in here? <coughs> uh, Tooth and Tail, which is great. West of Dead, which is great. Kingdom Two Crowns, which is great. Uh, the enhanced version of System Shock, Toe, uh, Toe Jam and Earl Back in the Groove that came out a couple years ago, uh, Going Under, Yoko's Island Express, like just a ton of great games. What, oh, uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons is in here. Um, that's kind of the big ones, but there's a bunch of other games. Go Home Dinosaurs, I always love the name of that game. A uh, bunch of other stuff in there, Lust for Darkness. And you get some Pathfinder books. Um, you get some comics, like The Boys, uh, the Amazon Prime show. Like, the first uh, series of that is in there. Automate the boring stuff with Python. And, and normally, I would not be able to comment on that book, but I have read it. And I actually did automate some boring stuff with Python. It's actually, it, it worked. So... So I guess I guess that game that book's good. Uh, just a bunch of stuff, bunch of stuff. I think you actually get um, the like the Game Maker Studio is in here for a year. So forty bucks is not a bad deal for a ton of stuff that's going directly. Uh, like I said, everything in that goes to uh, help uh, the folks in Ukraine to you know not not be as horrible as things are. Uh, let's see, Nintendo Online. You guys are gonna be so hyped for this. Three Woo! Sega Genesis games getting added oh. to Nintendo Online. Um, Super Fantasy Zone. I'm sure you've heard of that, right? Ooh. Alien Soldier. No. Uh, Light Crusader. No. no. Um, I have not heard of any of those either. Um, all of them got, like, they've actually reviewed the Nintendo Online version of those. Um, and all of them got, like, 8 out of 10s, though. So... They I guess they're good, I guess. Uh, finally, wrapping up cheap stuff. Uh, the Lord of the Rings online MMO still exists, I guess. Um, it is free to play. It is also 15 years old. Uh, and for that anniversary, they're giving away a bunch of stuff. Uh, 
all quest areas instances and expansion released between the original launch of Lord of the Rings Online in 2007 and up to and including the release of Helm's Deep will be available free to everyone. So that's uh, a bunch of previously locked classes, uh, a bunch of previously locked races, a bunch of just you know stuff that you had to pay for in the past um, as kind of expansions is all free. So if you want to go play a old uh, MMO, I've played it a little bit. It's actually pretty fun. Um, so go for it. Nothing, nothing. You have literally nothing to lose. It is absolutely free. <coughs> all right. I think that's it. Unless you guys have other stuff you would like to magically add to the end. You should go play Anarchy Online instead. God, is that the one that you and I played with Mitch? Uh-huh. Anarchy Online was so weird and so bad, uh-huh. even then. Uh-huh. Um, it still uh-huh. exists, though, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah as far as I know. I bet you that game is just, just a mess. I gotta think. Yeah, it is still there. Owned by Funcom. Who would have thought? Play it for free. Go do it, people. All right, uh, let's see. We are Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com or on the social media, I believe is the correct way to say that, uh, at facebook.com, twitter.com, or instagram.com slash bitemepodcast. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash bitemepodcast. You can uh, join our Discord at bindmepodcast.com slash discord. You can come play with us or donate to our Extra Life team at bindmepodcast.com slash extra life. If you're not going to do any of those things, what do you do, Dylan? 